we're down to the part of where we get a description of who Satan is. He's an adversary. He's an accuser of the brothers. He's a liar and an arch enemy of God and God's people. The devil, he's the devil and a seducer of men. He accuses them like a prosecuting attorney in the court of courtroom of God. Amen. So you gotta understand and I gotta understand that he don't mean us any good. Amen. But yet still, we still come to uh, doing the things that he would have us to do, knowing that the results of them is against God. And we're supposed to be the people of God. So then we give him ammunition to go before God and accuse us. Amen. Quickly, let's go to Job chapter 1. Are you there? Job 1, verses 6 through 12. So we can see here how this enemy has no regards of the people of God. Amen? Let's begin at the sixth verse. And there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came, um, who came among them? The adversary and the accuser. He came among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Which comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. Guess what? He looking for somebody to deceive. Huh? He's looking for somebody to accuse before God. He always looked to accuse you and I before God. Amen. So don't you ever think that what we do get past the ear of God because even if God was asleep, the devil still going to go and accuse you before God. Did y'all hear that? So, let's look at what the scripture said. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feared God and extreme evil? Guess what? God couldn't have said that about us. Come on now. You know why? Because we got too much background. We got too much background mess in our life 
that God could not have put us on front street like that. Amen. Well, Job was of a different character. Job was a man that was blameless and upright before God. So God was able to brag on Job and his reverence to him. Come on, somebody. Job made it his business to try to stay away from evil. Why? Because it was wrong, and Job knowed if it was wrong, it was displeasing to God, so he shunned away from it. And not only did he do that, but God knew he did that. Am I right? So God put him on blast before his number one enemy. But you know, that had to say some volumes about you when God put you on blast before his number one enemy. Amen. So what did that say? That means that God had to have some type of uh, assurance, so to speak, or confidence in Joe's character. So, let's see what Satan had to say. Satan answered the Lord and said, Do Joe fear God for no? Has not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all he had on every side? Thou hast blessed the works of his hand and his substance is increased. Wait a minute. God put a hedge around him. Satan know that he could not get to Job unless God dropped the hedge. You better be glad God got a hedge around your life. You better be glad that the blood of Jesus is covering you from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. That God has you hedged in by the blood of Christ. Amen. Because guess what? Sometimes we think that we're going through this life uh, on our own accord. That we're going through here on our own strength. And, 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 and sometimes we think that the devil is scared of us because he don't attack us. But the reason that he's not attacking you is because God got you hedged in. Come on, somebody. He can't touch what you got because God has got you blocked. You better tell God to keep you blocked. Come on, somebody. Whenever you get to start thinking that it's all on your card that you been, you walking through here and allow God to drop the curtain on you, guess what? Havoc is going to happen in your life. Come on, somebody. So, he said, you blessed on every side. Not just one, but every side. Thou hast blessed the works of thy hand. Don't think that your, your accomplishments come through you. Don't think that just because uh, uh, you have accomplished things that God didn't have a hand in it. 
Amen. God had a hand in everything that the saints of God do. Ah, sometimes we get an increase and we begin to say, ah, I did, I did. And we leave out the fact of the matter is it was because of the goodness and the mercies of God. Amen. 11 verse says, But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he had, and he will curse thee to thy face. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that he telling God, if you stop doing for them, they'll start cursing you. If you give them some hard times. Y'all know how it is when we get hard times. If you give them some hard times, if you give them some bad times, if you give them some afflictions, they will start cursing you, God. Huh? They, in other words, they will start bad-mouthing you, God. That you let these things happen to them for no reason at all. Didn't know that it was a test. You didn't know and realize it was a test of your faith. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we go through some things just to test us. But you know what you ought to be able to say? If it don't kill me, it's going to make me stronger. Come on now. So, put your hand on it. Touch it. And he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said, Behold, all that he had is in thy power. Only upon him put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence. He hurried up and went to find Job. Because God had assured him that he was going to drop the heads. God had assured him that when the heads were dropped, that Job still was going to be faithful. Even when the heads were dropped and all that I'm going to bring against him, God, you're going to lose this man's confidence. And you know how the story of Job went. Uh, my God, we can just stop off at killing all your children. Hmm. God came and killed all your children in one day. What would your response be to God? Would that be the response, or will you be asking God, why did you do it to me? I think your response would be more or less, why did you do it to me, God? What did I you? One of your responses, God, what did I do to you that you did this to me? And then they turn around, if you had anything, which most black folks don't. But if you had anything, come on now. 
if Roe was running the biggest cattle spread down in Texas and lost all of her cattle, huh? Lord, why did you do this to me? This would be our response. And Tina go to the bank, used to be a millionaire. Go to the bank and find out she ain't got nothing but a dollar. God gonna get an earful from her. Come on now. So these are our response in our flesh toward our afflictions. Am I right? But I need to take it just a little bit further. Read verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, It's in thy power to do what you're going to do to him. But look what he said. Only upon him put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth. Everything else was fair game. Everything was fair game except Job himself. His wife wasn't fair game because they was one. Right? But his children, his cows, his servants, his land, his wealth, all of that was fair game to be touched by the enemy. The 13th verse says, And there was a day when the sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in the end. And there came a messenger unto Job. The oxen was plowing, and the asses, and the saban fell upon them and took them away. And they slayed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped. There's always somebody to bring the bad news. He didn't escape, the devil let him get away. So that he can go and take the bad news. Because if he got all of them, he'd have got him too. But he allowed him to escape to go and take the bad news to Job because he need Job to curse God out to his face. Better watch them bearers of bad news. Come on, somebody. They're trying to pull you out of your sanctification. Come on now. 16 verse 8. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another saying. Wait a minute. While he was yet speaking, so that tells me it was in the same day. See how the devil don't waste no time. When God give him an opportunity to come after you, he don't waste no time. He don't feel sorry for you. So look what he said. Wait a minute. Now the fire and fell from heaven, and then they blame that on God. 
light falling from heaven. Huh? Ain't that what he said? And it burned up all the sheets and the servants and consumed them all. And I alone have escaped to tell thee. Now, he didn't get one sad news in one day, but he got another one right behind him. Huh? Bro, gotta go them four-letter words. Huh? Come on now. The devil trying to pull you out of salvation. Huh? To guess what? You will start calling them words out. Amen. So guess what? The enemy of God knows how to poke at us. And if we don't get strong in the scriptures and in the Holy Ghost, we will get pulled out of character and say some things that we're going to regret later on. Me and you too. So some Mr. Kelly got away again. 17 verse said, while he yet speaking, there came another, said the Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away, yet has slayed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am. And you know what? Joe should have said, why does he keep letting one get away? Because somebody got to bring the news. The devil is still poking to pull Job out of his character and out of the will of God that he would make Job look bad before God and say, God, I told you so. Don't you know when he gets you out of character, he tells God, I told you, wasn't nothing to him. There came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. They were having a party. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smocked the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Now, you would definitely be saying God said that. Huh? But why? Because it was the elements of the world. It was the wind. Come on, somebody. It was a tornado. Amen. So then he said, and I only escaped to tell you. Look what Job's response was. Job shaved his head and fell down upon the ground. You mean to tell me out of all the catastrophe that happened in this man's life that he still had enough integrity to fall down and worship God? You've been to call God some of everything. Huh? We to fold up our book. church no more. Oh, hey, I was preaching 
do some stuff. He lost everything but his wife. But he still had enough integrity in him to worship God. He'd been trying to tell God, I don't deserve this. What did I do to you, God? That you did this to me. We won't look on the other side. We'll just look on the side where God is because we are structured to believe and to know that God is our protector. Am I right? But we don't know what the challenge has been put before God about us. That God would allow us to be tested. Am I right? So, hmm. so let's see what Job said when he got down on the ground and started worshiping. And said, Naked came out, out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return hither. The Lord gave. And the Lord had taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God. What? <laughs> Come on, somebody. That was a slap in the devil's face. Huh? Out of all this man lost, all his children, all of his riches, all of his cattle and his sheep and every servant that he had except the ones that came back to tell it. And he still didn't sin against God. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine the kind of crown Job got? Huh? Then the long part of the story is, is that when the end of the story is that God gave Job double for his trouble. So everything that he lost, God doubled it. Come on, somebody. If he had eight children, guess what? Now he got 16. Huh? If he had 10 million, now he got 20. If he had 500 cows, now he got 1,000. Come on now. Now Roke can start her cattle country back up again. Come on, somebody. Call the cattle Roke. Amen. Go to Zechariah chapter 3. Zechariah 3. And these here scriptures here should tell you that the devil don't have no problem accusing you before God. It's his job to let God know every wrong that you did against God in case God overlooked it. He ain't going to let God overlook nothing. 
concerning saints. Did y'all hear me? The devil is not going to allow God to overlook nothing concerning you. We need to, we, we need to understand that. He got thrown out of heaven and he don't want you to go. Zechariah 3 and 1 says, And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand. What you say? He stands at the right hand to help to make you resist God. He ain't on the left. He's on the right hand. The right hand is, 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 is a representation of the righteousness. So he is out to stop your righteousness towards God. He stood on the right hand to be his adversary and to accuse him. Now y'all walking around here thinking the devil taking pity on you. No, he ain't. Come on, somebody. He's trying to dig up everything he can dig up on you. Second verse said, And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuked thee, O Satan, even the Lord hath chosen Jerusalem, rebuked thee. And is not this a band plucked out of the fire? You better be glad that God rebukes the enemy over your life because just like Joshua the high priest garments was dirty our garments be dirty too huh? but God did not allow him to have the high priest come on now the priest got issues just like you got issues and it is the Lord that rebukes the Satan Let's read the third verse. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments, and Joshua had, he was a priest, but he had issues in his life just like we have issues in our life. Come on, somebody. So watch who you turn your nose up. Come on, somebody. It might sound a little gross, but you probably still have a booger up in it. Huh? Come on, somebody. Blow your nose before you try to blow somebody else. Fourth verse says, And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. You better be glad that God saw through the mess that we was in and caused us to come out of the horrible pit that we was in and changed our garments that we may be clean before him. Although that the Satan, that your adversary and your accuser is still trying to keep you in filthy garments before God, that you will not be pleasing in the sight of God. 
So it ain't you that's keeping you. It's God that is keeping you. Come on, somebody. You didn't wash yourself. It was God that washed you. And you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is, he washed you right in the face of the enemy. He washed you right before Satan's face. He washed you and told Satan, Satan, the Lord thou God rebuked you. Go to Revelation chapter 12. See, a lot of times we don't give God the credit of the reverence that is due him. God do so much in your life in the background that it ain't funny. Come on, somebody. At any moment, if God had not done just anything in your life that he did, you'd have had a catastrophe. Come on, somebody. You know, sometimes we might even uh, 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 relate on how we missed an accident. No, you didn't miss it. God kept you from being in it. Come on, somebody. And when you came out of it, you should have been shouting, Glory! Revelation 12, verses 10 says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God, now you think he takes a break on you? Day and night he looked for something to accuse you before God. Did I say something? And sometimes he don't have to look hard. Huh? Sometimes we give him the stuff readily to go and accuse us before God. Come on somebody. Sometimes Look, y'all, sometimes he stick the fruit out there for you to eat and then go and tell God, did you see what they ate? I told you they couldn't resist me. Come on, somebody. Causing you to fall in the eyesight of God and you go on about life like ain't nothing happened. Sometimes we don't pay attention that same spirit gets on us. Yes, sir. And when we start speculating and, and, and all the stuff that we, we normally do and we overlook, it's, that's one of the main attributes of the devil. And a child of God should know once they start saying, well, they suspect. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 you know, it, it's this wrong with them and that wrong with them. But we, we're supposed to examine ourselves Self. and nobody else. Absolutely. And so when we uh, start accusing folks, and, you know, and, and the Bible tells us, which is right, we ain't going to judge nobody. Nope. Not yet. Only the, if, we, if we, I almost said lucky, 
But if we make it to heaven and come back with God, that's only when we're going to judge. That's the only time we're going to get right to judge. So, you know, so as a child of God, and you point out uh, earlier that we we all like the priest. Everybody's got their own faults. And and it's been a misconception since folks thought, and, and I was part of the misconception too. I believed it, rather, early on that, that a saint of God is going to be... Uh, Super different. Only way you be different is if you repent and keep on coming before God. Absolutely. Other than that, you just don't grow no angels' wings. Growing pain. And the thing about it, then you've got to this way. You've got to press. You've got to make yourself do right. Amen. And I'm gonna add to uh, what the pastor is saying. Uh, uh, when we all come to God. We came to God in a different form and in a different way. We we didn't come to God all saved. We didn't come to God all with all our I's dotted and all our T's crossed. And God had to deal with us on an individual basis. So as God deal with each and every individual, guess what? We got to start taking our eyes off of individuals and put our eyes on ourselves. Because you don't know what God is doing. I don't know what God is doing. The only thing that we can say, Lord, let your will be done. Come on, somebody. Amen. Because you know what? When you start taking your eyes off of you and start putting them on everybody else, you miss where God trying to get you to go. Come on now. Because you ain't none of us super saints now. Pastor, God don't tell me everything that he's getting ready to do. i got to follow him, and then certain things are revealed as I go on. As it go on. And then there's certain things that I, I know that he knows that I don't need to know because uh -huh. I may look diff look at look it differently. Different. Right, right. Rather than, you know, looking at it the way that he's doing. Because many times uh, God is actually working in the background, and if we if we are quick to judge, we don't miss God, and we don't... We don't uh, Actually stepped over and and, and uh, caused somebody to be hurt stumble. or harmed, mm -hmm. uh, somebody to stumble or somebody to walk away from truth. Right. Absolutely. Good analysis. So we have to be careful as saints of God that we have to learn how to knit with each other, whether or not you see a way a person is or not. Because you don't know what God is chipping off. God has to chip something off each and every one of us. God has to do a job. On, he he has to take time and chip on me and, 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 and uh, uh, not ruin me or not break me to the point that I'm unrepairable. Just like he had to do you, he got to chip on you to make sure he shake you and don't break you or damage you. In your walk with him, and that's with everybody else. So we not we got to start being careful how we think toward one another in their walk with God. Amen. Food for thought, just food for thought now. So he goes and he accuses you to God day and night. Amen. Verse 11 says, and they overcame him by the blood 
You ain't going to get there unless it is by the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. It's not about your righteousness. It's not about all what you're doing. It's about the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on now. And by the word of their testimony, how the Lord brought me over. Huh? How the Lord worked in my life and brought me to this point. You're in praise, sir. Because you don't tell nobody what God has done to you unless that good stuff. That's good stuff is all. And, that, and, and sometimes you don't even go down deep into the good stuff. And so it, it is what God, when God brings us out of sin and bring and, and straighten our mind back up and, and convicts us, convict us of the way we walk, that's the only way we overcome. That's right. If God had not straightened out your mind, you just as lost as you was when you first got saved. Amen. Amen. And they love not their lives unto death. Are you prepared to, just, just you, are you prepared to kill your flesh that your spirit can be alive? And this is, this is one of the problems with us is that our flesh has a bigger percentage of us than our Holy Ghost spirit do. Come on now. There's a I think it was a song that said, uh, goes like, Lord, I need more of you and less of me. But we got the flip that we're still in the larger percentage of our flesh versus our spirit. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? If it was not so, we would be seeing things different. We would start viewing things like God sin. Come on now. We would have more of a concern for one another than we do instead of drawing our opinions. Did that make sense? Because you know what? When, 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 when it all boiled down to low grade, your opinion don't mean nothing to God. God didn't ask you for your opinion. He didn't ask you for your opinion about me, and he didn't ask me about my opinion about you. Come on now. But one thing that he did say, love one another. Come on, somebody. And that's, that's absolutely. Amen. So when we violate that, we done violated the whole law. Those little things that the devil be tripping us up on in our walk with God. And then guess what? He the first one to go. I told you. And he runs in the hearing. I told you. I told you how they think. I told you how they were going to react. I told you. I told you. I told you. Amen. Verse 11 says, and they overcame them by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth 
and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he has but a short time. He knows that he ain't got much longer. <laughs> he don't have much longer, and he came down to take you out with him. He wanted many followers than God got. Amen. So he's out to take us down and he's out to accuse us to God that God would push us out of his will for not doing his will. Come on now. And then if you don't do the will of God, you will do the will of the enemy. Amen. A short way of getting you on his side is to snitch on you. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You done had them folk that you thought was your friend and they snitched on you. Uh, come on, somebody. Uh, Lamont, I, 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 I can talk to you just a minute. When I was out there, Lamont, and I... And then I was coming short on money, and I called myself doing a little peddling, you know what I mean? One of my friends snitched on me, huh? And the police stopped me on the way to work. I wonder how did they know what time and which route I was taking. Somebody snitched on me, Lamont. Huh? And guess what? The devil is waiting to snitch on you too. So don't you get comfortable being out of the will of God. Don't get comfortable in the mess in your flesh. Don't get comfortable because one day the devil is going to snitch on you. Hello, somebody. Hmm, food for thought. I don't have to worry about that no more tomorrow. <laughs> God, God, God gives me plenty to make ends meet. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. And then turn around, give me plenty to make ends meet, and give me a built-in high. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. So, he... Said, woe to everybody that's on the face of the earth, even them that is in the sea. Because the devil has come down with great wrath. Huh? He's angry. He's fully mad. Come on now. And he's going to take it out on you. Amen. So we got to get to the point that we learn how to rebuke him in our life. And the only way that we can learn how to rebuke him in our life, we got to be more spiritual than we are flesh. We got to flip that thing and put the lower percentage of our flesh on the bottom and the top percentage of our spirit on top. Amen. You think it's not true? Go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 is where we lose most of our battle. Huh? 
says finally my brethren be strong in your flesh in the Lord and what in, in the power of his might is in the spirit you gotta be in the power of the Holy Ghost and if we if we act more and stay more in the power of the Holy Ghost our eyes won't be getting crossed Come on, y'all. And in order to do that, he says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wise of the devil. So you got to put on the whole armor of God, every piece that God supplies, that you may be successful in to stand against the strategy and the deception of the devil. Now, you've got to realize, I think we get a little lackadaisical about the devil and his deception because he's a master deceiver. Come on, somebody. He's a master deceiver of the flesh. master deceiver of the flesh, how do you think that he have antenna looking cross-eyed at me and I'm looking cross-eyed at that antenna and our eyes are crossed and can't look straight? Come on now. Anything you think ain't right, pray. And that's what the devil tried to keep us out of, praying. That God may enlighten us. We need to be enlightened by God instead of going by our own thoughts. Because God done already told you that his thoughts is higher than your thoughts. And his ways is higher than your ways. Come on somebody. So, if we're going to stand, we got to be able to understand and grasp hope to the strategy and the deception of the devil. Oh, he good at what he used. Come on now. If he ain't good at what he used, he'd have never tried Jesus. He thought he could master the Lord. Come on now. Thank God that he couldn't. Amen. So, the 12th verse said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principal holy right there we don't fight with each other it's the spirit that we allow to jump from one place to the other come on now causing you to look cross-eyed causing you to look crooked causing you to draw your own personal opinion not realizing that it is the spirit
spirit that works behind it, the spirit of the principality and, and, and against the powers and against the rulers of darkness that is at work.